are the displaced children of Africa. And they're asking us to moan less. I own this black body with the awareness that my hair communicates with the sun. Each nap wrapped ever so intricately lets me know that I am the one. The one to use my voice and then rejoice. Makes me want to holla. Makes me want to shout. I am the Holy Spirit enfleshed, sent to cast demons out. I am the savior of my people, the embodiment of all. These crucifix lips rise again every time I show. Hey, once again, it's episode 97. Once again, it's brought to you by We the People every Thursday at 8 p.m. Auntie and Friends Read the Constitution at Your Gay Aunties Live at Your Gay Aunties. We are up to Article 6 and uh, 7 with Masha's Plate. And I'm Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are Your Gay Aunties. And today we have. Poet, MC, Peace President Yanni joining us in this show. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, if this is your first time here on YGA and you have no idea where you are or who we are, we are the one clean mask in a house full of homophobic droplets. Basically. So, <laughs> you need advice for your all too complicated young life? <laughs> so, you get y'all, this is a bi weekly live show and podcast that is centered around queer adulting. Every Sunday, we go live right here on YouTube. We answer your letters and life and love and all the entangled. So, Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe below, and um, if you miss us live here on Sundays, we also uh, come to you um, as a podcast, an audio podcast on Wednesday, Wednesdays by the same name. All right, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's what we are. Yes. Okay. So now that you know where you are and who we are, welcome home, child. <laughs> we are your gay aunties, and we are here for the children. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we have a great show coming up for you with MC, singer, songwriter, and peace activist Yanni performing live a little bit later. That's right. Um, and we have a career-based adulting question from one of the children, uh, some cool Auntie gems, and much, much more. So hit the subscribe button below and start texting your folks and tell them to join us here on the live on youtube.com slash your gay aunties. Boop, boop. Yes, Stalins. <laughs> All right, y'all. So it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoken. And the world and has, as you know. The world is still <laughs> crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> it gets even crazier every time we get together. <laughs> It's like, I don't even know what to pick and choose, you know. Um, I, I did watch the debate. Um, mm -hmm. I did it actually right after one of our auntie and friends read the Constitution. Just ran to the, not ran, I, I wobbled to the uh, TV <laughs> to watch the debate. And mm -hmm. though it was more civil, um, mm -hmm. it still was like being a fly on the wall on a Thanksgiving and your uncle ass crazy. Nobody trying to shut up your uncle, your crazy uncle. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, what he say? What he mean? What he talking about, y'all? I don't know, girl. <laughs> you know? And why we expect anything different is like beyond me. One thing I will say about the current president is he has been consistently ridiculous the entire time. Like every time he opens his mouth or, 
his Twitter thumb, whatever. <laughs> it is madness. Well, you, you know, um, what else is ridiculous is basically desperation. Desperation is ridiculous, you know, and he's been a spiritually desperate person for his entire life. Um, mm-hmm. So this is his go-to. This is how he reacts. He grabs at any lint that is flying in the air that can cover him from the bullets that's coming at him. The bullets of reality, mm-hmm. of truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking of bullets, yeah. speaking of bullets. What? Last time we was on, we was FaceTiming with your girl. You had a gun in your hand. You had a gun in your hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm blow up your spot, black woman. Because you trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Tell us about so- it. So... Okay, so I was watching the previous debate and uh, 45 told the, what was the something boys, proud whatever boys, it was. Proud boys, poor yes, boys. Yes, told the proud boys to stand by. And black people collectively was like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> Por qué? <laughs> okay. And yeah, and so my wife and I signed up for the Girls in Guns uh, class, and we had a uh, a class from eight to four yesterday in hand to hand combat, in uh, weaponry, and <laughs> we have a, a follow up class coming up this week. Uh, to make sure that we can have our licenses to uh, conceal carry in the state and other states. And we have um, people in our family. And actually, it's not even just our family because we do have police officers in my wife's family. And so they've already told us, like, you should have a weapon on every level of your home. And because we have one of those tall, like, you know, East Coast homes, they were like, you just never know what's going on. And we've been hearing this for a while. But then I've also been getting messages just from friends and, and fraternity brothers and everybody that's just like, hey, like, I, it's just been on my spirit to tell y'all to go and, and get tooled up. And so you can't hear that so many times before you're like, okay. So one of the, um, one of my brothers, Chris, told me, to actually find a place that is black owned and is uh, preferably woman led because he has a a friend uh, who went to a class uh, that was not. And she was taught all kinds of wrong information about how to use the gun, how to load it, how to clean it, all those kind of things. And was told things that could make it blow up in her hand. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so you're basically saying it's not about just wanting to, it's not just about buying, it's not about just looking for training, but finding good training. So Absolutely. you don't want to shooting yourself if some, if, 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 if the poor boys or the proud boys want to buck up. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think you go into so, the gym though, right? Well, no, uh-huh. I actually, <laughs> I got, I got, um, inspiration for another thing for the gym. Oh, okay. My but bad. definitely mm-hmm. for the, the catch up, like that's, that's something that's, you know, yeah, it's been weighing. It's just been such a reoccurring theme that we decided to to take a move on it and yeah. and just be educated. And that's really what it is. It's like just being educated. There are so many mm-hmm. um there are so many people who are are trained in my area. You know, I live out in not rural Virginia, but very close to rural Virginia. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not very far from Charlottesville and all of that kind of stuff. And so with that, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> gonna be doing the same thing. It's weighed heavy on my heart. I've had to meditate on it, but I am there are like four training um 
organizations here that are women led, the black women led in particular. And so I'm going, I think it's worth the investment to buy and to learn how to use. And I, I am not a gun person, but that little bad boy will be in, and in, in there's no, there's no children in this house. Ain't nobody going to stumble upon it. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to get, you know, it's going to be there. It's going to be in the corner. You know, it's not a multi-leveled house. That's an interesting thing, but for mm-hmm. sure, um, I want to feel secure that um, if anyone, because you know in Georgia they will kick down your door, you know. And I love mm-hmm. my neighborhood is safe. My neighbors ain't about no playing no games. They they look out. But if someone's kicking down the door, I'm the only one in this house that's going to be have to going to have to buck up. So I need to at least train, you know, yeah. myself. And there's something about feeling empowered in that way. Like never, it's almost like karate. You should never have to use it. But if you yeah. have to use it. <laughs> yes, you stopping a mud hole in the ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we definitely want peace. We don't want to ever have to use it. Like it, we are not going to be walking through the streets like we're in the wild west. Some. No, I'm not trying to attract anything but, to me. I ain't walking around with a with a gun. And I'm not. And and Fidel Castro. You know, uh, Fidel Castro. Jesus Christ. The brother who was uh, who was killed in St. Louis um, had it. He was concealed carrier. Philando Castillo. Thank you, thank you. My brain yes. was on some Castro. La Revolution. Well, he wasn't being revolutionary. He was just going about his day, but he had a gun in the car, and even though it was legal, so I'm not with and the life. yeah exactly. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to walk around because I think that it changes your perspective when you're walking around yeah. with a weapon of that you know any kind of weapon. You know, mm-hmm. not to say you're looking for shit, yeah. you're trying to start shit, but you, you ain't trying to take shit either. And your time is fine, much Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, yeah. I don't even want to do that because I, I have a cool head yeah, about no. things. I don't even want to do that. Anyway, let's let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's move on to brighter and lighter things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, we hope things stay bright. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All we right. don't have to light it up. Okay. <laughs> What's that? Firecracker aura. No, that's just a problem. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is a part of the show, y'all. We have the part of the show where we love to feature one of you and what you do that others should know about and what? Follow. We call this segment Follow Me because if... You follow your gay aunties on Instagram at your gay aunties, then you could be a part of the show. So let's see who the follow me is for episode 97. Follow me, follow me, follow me, yeah. I've been on some civil rights <laughs> joint right now. Yeah. It'll be a part of my gem too, but I've been like creating music now. So I've been doing these, finding civil rights clips and just having fall fun. So Follow Yay. me. Let's follow. Let's follow. All right, y'all. So um, this S Follow Me are two new IG podcasters who are now my go-to to discover, all right, who's who, who's popping musically, you know what I'm saying, mm. amongst the quills. All right. All right. Okay. So they have this thing called The Daily Dope, right? It's a series, you know, and it's introduced like so many, so much like this beautiful, great music by us, uh-huh. right? All right, so okay. the, the Daily Dope was my joint, right? I may have to have so many people on the show, if not these these podcasters themselves, and I really appreciate, as another, a fellow musician, what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. with no further ado, here's just um, one of their, uh, part of their series called The Daily Dope, where they highlight an artist called Bus Clown. Oh yes, day number three of The Daily Dope. We have Bus Clown with real or fake 
This video is so dope. I love a video that looks like it was a ton of fun to make. And I love a good dance battle. Like Some of these artists really need to start inviting us to these videos. Who doesn't? This video is super dope. Love the vibe. Love it, Buzz Clown. Hey, your name is Buzz Clown. You made me say it. So now you're going to have to holler at us and let me know why. Yeah. That is fun. <laughs> I'm saying, first of all, I'm a bus clown fan at this point. You know what okay. I mean? And I did a little rabbit hole on him. I was like, I'm a bus clown fan. I love it. And you know, the whole school shit, I'm, I'm like, I'm so with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but yo LGBT raps, all right, obviously maybe a spin I on love yo the name. I know, right? <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> LGBT raps. <laughs> so check them out at Yo LGBT Raps on Instagram and get all of your queer music. I'm not sure if they just do hip hop or not, but mm -hmm. I've mostly seen hip hop. I'm a little bit R&B okay. too, but get get that going and check out. Just if you don't know where all the good queer artists are, just you can check it out. They they got it. They got the gems. They got the gems. Nice. Yes. Well, if you want some of your work, passion, or just your beautiful queer self featured here on Your Gay Aunties, follow me, then just follow us on IG at Your Gay Aunties or subscribe below here on YouTube and do your thing in your feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are so many ways, you know, to be a part of the show outside of, say, follow me and other ways. So by joining our YGA community on Patreon. See, our Patreon, all right, home offers low monthly tiers like $1, $3, $5. You know, that's how we do it. To provide ways for you to get your work, your art, and yourself out there and introduce yourself to our family. And if you're a small business owner and you think that the YGA community is who you want as customers, then go check us out also at patreon.com slash the gay auntie. Our tears work for everyone, y'all, everyone, um, whether it's messy fam or new business, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, now let's, 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 uh, let's, uh, let's uh, move on to the messiness. Okay. Well, it's not so much messy, but we're going to go to our letter for uh, this week. Here's your letter. <laughs> well, this, this letter's more career-based. Like, some are like, mm. I want advice on my career. Like, what's up? Okay. So, this is at M underscore C underscore Regger. Um, how do I find the courage to leave my current job when obviously better prospects are seeking me out? We can stop there. <laughs> go, go! <laughs> what do you mean? Just about you help moving? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I set intentions early last year to start a program to advance my career with plans of moving out of Florida, <laughs> the gateway to hell. <laughs> Once I completed that, I was concerned about how starting the program would impact my availability at work. I knew that this was something that I wanted to do, so I just allowed myself to be guided in this intention. A portion of this intention is that I've become complacent in my current position and the management is starting to be shysty and shifty. Mm. 
Drew better run out of- <laughs> COVID happened and the program got pushed back. So I just accepted that. Uh, I just accepted it as something that wouldn't happen so soon. I was already in another program to just get me used to the operations of the school and my intended program uh, that my intended program is housed in. So I would have some security in case I still wanted to leave my current job. I received an email that my attended program is starting again in January. And if I was still interested, Of course I am, but my original concern of availability raised back up. I spoke with one of my supervisors about making a shift in my availability, and she was more than accepting of making that change, much to my surprise. Mm -hmm. So I was accepting this as an option, but still made myself open to other opportunities because of the previously mentioned issues. I went ahead and registered for the program starting in January, and then I received a call out of nowhere from a recruiter about a job I have forgotten I applied for months ago. This new job is almost perfect. Mm. The only thing that I need to confirm is that they're paying me my rate. But I'm also partially conflicted about leaving my job, which I know is just a trick of capitalism to keep me in an environment that doesn't manifest my growth and authenticity. Which leads me back to my originally vague question. (laughs) Sorry for this being so long. And thank you for your willingness to get more details about this situation. Okay, MC Rega. Now, I don't think you're asking us whether you should or want to leave. It's clear you want to leave. You just don't have a relationship with leaving, with changing your situation. Or or receiving what the hell you asked for. Because the universe clearly heard you. Because COVID or nothing, it still came through. So why now would you question whether or not you're going to get paid your worth? Or why now are you questioning whether or not you should go? That's kind of a slap in the face to the universe. It gave you what the hell you asked for. You must have asked for it out loud. Mm -hmm. I think too, like... And and I love where you went with that because we often have a relationship with like loyalty, right? So you were expecting to go in and be like, hey, I need to change my schedule. I got things going on. And for them to be like, no, you can't go. Da-da-da-da-da. And then you could be like, see, you don't care about me. I got to do for myself. And then you could knock stuff over dramatically and leave like with intent, right? <laughs> but then they were like, oh, of course, whatever you need. And now you don't have that external motivator, right? (laughs) Now you don't have that good excuse. Mm -hmm. And so many times we hang into situations because we don't feel like we have that good excuse that's going to justify this transition. But the good excuse is you already prayed. (laughs) You already set your intention. Like you already decided that it was time for you to move. And now that the opportunity has come, now you second guess it. And I would even that- say, I would even say that you have to trust the universe because the universe is trusting you to follow through. Okay. Now the universe mm. has followed through you in your head saying, well, okay, I need to know if they're going to pay me. Now. I need to know. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Cause you know what? Either they paying you a dollar short of what you was paid before. It don't matter. This is an opportunity that you said is almost perfect. You just don't know about the money. The money's already there. Even if it's even even if they don't offer you exactly what you were paid in your last job or more, 
Trust me, the money's there because the opportunity is there. The universe is putting mm -hmm. something in your lap. Now it needs you to hold on, to grab it, and to embrace it full force and squeeze the money out if the money ain't there sitting on top. <laughs> no, no, because a lot of things could be like to make excuses because, well, I won't lose this job. At the end of the day, it's paying me this money. I got to pay this rent. I got to do this. Well, easy. One, find out what they're paying. Two, mm -hmm. before you ask them, before you confirm whether they're paying you your worth, which is, that's right, you want to get paid your worth, you mm -hmm. have to also know where your value and your worth lies within the opportunity. So find out how much they're going to be paying you. But if it's not what you might have wanted, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Because if you don't move now, you're going to find yourself stuck in the same situation, making the same money when you could have been making more money in this new opportunity. This new pathway. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I can almost guarantee you will make more money because you'll be happier. Yeah. Happiness begets happiness. Yeah. And I will say that as someone who took a big um, salary decrease for a mental break, it is worth it. <laughs> I really was. I was, and and I've been teaching since I've been uh, here in the DC area, and I was working from eight to six every day, like well, every day but Friday, I guess. <laughs> but eight to six, the majority of the week, and I was making a lot of money because they had to pay me overtime after three o'clock, right? <laughs> so I was pulling it in. And I didn't have time to do anything. I kept wanting to create some things. Like there were so many things that I wanted to be a part of that I couldn't because by the time I got off of that job with all my money, I couldn't go nowhere to spend it. <laughs> so I was too tired and I was too drained. And I took that pay cut and I promise you, like just the freedom that my new schedule, it affords me is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. I have a completely different lifestyle. I don't even miss that money because I really get to enjoy my life now. Mm. And 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 that offsets everything. And, mm. and, and, and just to, to harp on a little something else, um, we already talked about the money. That money is like it's it's, it's a currency. It's an energy, just like anything else. It comes and it mm. goes and it flows and it's, yeah. and it's using you as a cue of how it comes and flows. Okay, but. Yeah. But the other thing is the, because your boss flipped the script and wasn't as shite as you thought, like the, the point that Red was saying, um, I hope that you're not having any loyalty to, or attaching whatever relationships you have at that job to whatever loyalties you may have at the job. At the end of the day, it's a fucking job. Fuck a bitch. And all, and everybody who worked there. No, seriously. Because, because, yeah. because, and anyone who worked there that you actually like and you actually friends with, they'll still be your friend when you had another job, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You don't got to be loyal to nobody when you talk about your career and your personal um, happiness and achievement and progression in life. You don't stay nowhere. Home, family is a different thing, but a job, you don't stay nowhere because you happen to like or people aren't mean or they, they are right. You know? Nah. So don't, that can't be an excuse either. So I hope that helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told him the DM, I was like, we got you, baby. We got you, baby. Like, just, cause I know we ain't telling something you probably don't really know deep inside, but maybe you need to hear it out loud, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So listen. Yeah, and if you and there are a lot of people, and there's no like shade in that. There are a lot of people who are externally motivated. Like when when it's coming from you, you have all of those reasons to doubt. Is it just me? Is it just like am I just making this up? Like you have all of that. But when somebody else from the outside is able to tell you go, then you like all right, now I can go. Like it frees you in some kind of way from that responsibility. But I am saying, if you've been waiting for this opportunity and it's here, take it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I hope that helps. I hope that helps MC Regger. Yeah. All right. Because listen, we always enjoy y'all's questions about adulthood and we're going to, uh, uh, and we always just love to doing that. So if you need to write your gay aunties, you can do so at your gay aunties at gmail.com or you can DM us, um, at your gay aunties on IG or you can even go to your gay aunties.com. And there's a big old button say, write your aunties. And you can do it that way too. However you flow, we got you. We got you. Okay. Yes. All right. So now it is time to dig into our auntie bags and see what gems we have for y'all today. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Riri. Y'all gotta come check us on YouTube when we're live so you can see all of the um all the all the fun gifs we like to put in there, you know. Yes. <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm gonna go off first, right? So my gem, okay. I'm really excited about my gem. Um, this is something that just kind of dropped um in our laps. Um, so you know, we've had this voting campaign. Um, with your gay aunties, really trying to encourage and empower you guys to go out and vote and better yet to create a plan to go out and vote. Don't wait till the last minute. And in doing that, one of our followers, Tashana, she was like, um, you know that my auntie Dot actually designed um, the sticker for Georgia saying, I voted. Like, I'm a Georgia voter. Right. Mm. And I still had that sticker, you know, on my, you know, I have, I love my stickers. Right. And, um, I was like, get out of here. I said, oh, we got to have your auntie Don on. We got, we got to have. So I call, <laughs> I call auntie Dot. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I called auntie Dot and she gave us a couple of minutes to explain how she came about doing the sticker and what voting means to her. So let's check this out with auntie Dot. I'm here real quick. Um, this is my gem um, for the week. Um, I voted recently, really excited. I'm here in Georgia. And in Georgia, when you vote, you get this great sticker right here. And I always keep my I voted sticker close to me until the election is over. I kind of think it's a good omen to keep it close to you. But I have even another reason. We all have another reason to feel even closer to this sticker. Because I recently found out through one of our followers, Tashona, all right, she told us that her auntie Dot designed that sticker. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we're going to bring auntie Dot in and she's going to tell us how this sticker is in all of our lives and how she made that happen. All right. So let's bring her in. Hi there. It's my pleasure to say hello and to inform you about what was granted to me. A gift from above. <laughs> Georgia, I, Georgia, I'm a Georgia voter. That's my slogan. And that's my design that I drew on a napkin at Jekyll Island when yeah. Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, was in office. Uh-huh. And 
And I turned it in like that. And I said, do y'all want me to do it on another piece of paper? They said, oh, no, no, no. Give it to us on the napkin. We'll take it just like that. I said, the greatest things are, are, are just written or drawn on a napkin. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? You're right. Yes. You're right. Yes. You're so right. Uh, at the time, I was working part-time for the Board of Elections in Clark County. And my supervisor was at that time was Dorothy Barrett. And she came to the back to tell me that they had chosen my design and my slogan for the state of Georgia. I said, you're right. And I'm going back to the back because I thought she was teasing, right? <laughs> <laughs> to do what I had to do, right? And so she came and she said, no, Doc, for real, for real, come see. And so she showed wow. me the letter that they had sent. And um, so I didn't hear anything about it for about two weeks. Uh, then, But then my that day, my niece from Macon, Georgia called and said, auntie, I didn't know that you had designed a Georgia voter sticker. I said, how do you know? She said, it's in the paper. I said, really? I said, well, it's not in the mm-hmm. paper here yet, because it took them two weeks before they put it in the paper in Clark County. Mm, to give you your due, two weeks. Yeah, but okay. then, it was all, then it went all over the state of Georgia. I, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's just a gift. I, I said, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. an opportunity. But it, it all, in this time during the election, just want, just want me to remind people, I want to remind people, get out and vote. Let's yes. change some things, you know. Let's make some things happen. You know, and and it's and it's the little things to know that our hands are on everything in this yes. process. Yes. You know, it's it's not just the act of getting up and waiting online. And I mean, it's all about that. Bring your chair, bring your chips, bring your water, bring a friend, mm-hmm. hold your spot when you got to go pee. Like for real, like make a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not something we just gonna just roll into it. And then, <laughs> the last minute. <laughs> and when you're blessed to be my age, they take you and sit you in a chair and you get to vote early, you know, before everybody else, as, they, as long as that line just keeps moving. As because long as that you, line keeps moving. That's right. So you get to vote a little faster because you're, I said, 22 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But all seniors go get to go first. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can vote as a family. Like, this can, it can be an event, mm-hmm. you know, because it really is an event. This is an event. Okay. But I mean, I wanted to bring you on because I just wanted people to know that, you know, what you see before you is not everything that is, you know, so voting is a part of it. This is a part of it. So now when you have this sticker on in your wallet or whatever you put it on your, you know, whatever you put it, just keep it. Don't discard that. Yeah. I've never discarded my sticker. Whatever state I lived in, <laughs> I was like, you keep the sticker on to the election is done. <laughs> Or until it wear off your phone. Or to it wear off your phone. Exactly. Or to yeah. it wear off your phone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Dorothy thank Griffin, you. Mm-hmm. a.k.a. Auntie Dot, uh-huh. a.k.a. Mama Dot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say, God is good. Y'all, and, and all of you teenagers that turn 18 this year, make sure you get out and vote your first time. Don't miss out. Make sure you go out and vote. It's important. And it does count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blessings. Blessings. All right. And give Tashaun our best. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Listen. Oh, my gosh. I love Listen, her. Listen, she's a hoot. I couldn't put everything in there, but she is she is really a, just a, a who. And I, I was like, wow, I'm so glad that I met this woman. She's just really, really incredible, you know. Um, so, again, this voting, it's, you know, it continues. This whole voting yeah. season continues. So if you haven't yet, of course, make your plan, get out and vote. 
Do not let the lines intimidate you. Um, do it. Say word. Say word. I've had all my friends. I voted. Right. All my friends in New York been posting and showing all these long ass lines. They said, you know what? But we up in here. Everybody supporting yeah. everybody. Like it's almost like you're going to an event. I mean, nobody wants to go to a concert where you're waiting in line, but it feels like mm-hmm. it's a family thing. Like we're doing this together. So be a part of that. Feel that. All right. And also know you're doing your due diligence as a citizen of this country. And speaking of being a citizen of this country, um, we are really moving along. Uh, we did Article 5 last Thursday. An auntie and friends read the Constitution. And we continue that mm-hmm. this Thursday. All right. My friend Diamond Styles. All right. From the podcast Marsha's Place. She's going to be with me um, to do articles six and seven. That's going to round up all the articles. And then we're going to move into the Bill of Rights and the amendments because we need to understand it from the rooter to the tutor. But next week, Thursday, 8 p.m. at your gay aunties, our IG Live, Diamond Styles will be joining me for articles two. Excuse me, articles, what's my Roman numerals here? Okay, article six. Six and seven. <laughs> six and seven. <laughs> Aunties and friends, read the Constitution. Join me, y'all. Wonderful. And I just wanted to send a quick shout out. My my son, Elijah, was able to go with us to go and vote here in Virginia. Um, but then my daughter had to fly back to Louisiana from Georgia uh, and with my uh, met up with my son and they went to go vote because she was still registered in Louisiana. Oh. So for her to take that responsibility mm. and get, buy a plane ticket <laughs> to make sure that she was counted, like that just, it said a lot to me. Ooh, and I yes. really appreciated that. Now, now you know she could have changed that over now. She mm. could have, mm. but she, but she, she was she there did, with her brother. She did. She, did. she made sure that he she, went. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so it That's was really, right. it was really a bonding experience for them as well. So mm. none of us had to go alone. Oh, and vote. yes. Like we did it. We still were able to do it all as a family. Yes, and that's what this is about. Yes. All right. What's your gym? All right. So my gym originally, as we said, was definitely about the class that I did yesterday, um, but. I had like an impromptu uh, pre-birthday dinner uh, at the house yesterday. And so I was running uh, to Target to go and get a couple of things, you know, just to set the table, make it look cute. Um, And I saw this um, ad that they were showing on the televisions. All of the televisions in Target had these beautiful black girls with these elaborate uh, natural hairstyles. And it stopped me. I stood and I just was fixated on the televisions, like the whole, you know, the whole back wall of TVs had these black girls. And, um, I just kind of stopped and I, I watched and then I pulled out my phone because I couldn't, I didn't even recognize what they were promoting. <laughs> so, I go to, I pull out my phone and I go to IG and I try to go to the Target page to see like what this thing was Um, because I was just so fixated on how beautiful they were. Well, you know how on IG, when you open up the search page, it shows you all these other things that you can also search for, right? Um, Or pages that you're not following. And then I saw this woman, um, Tashara Parker. So Tashara Parker is an anchor for a Dallas um, news show. And she had gone viral for wearing her hair in these top buns. 
that went all the way back. Yeah. Oh, and, that was the Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yes. yes. Fine, too. So um, I got totally sidetracked in the vortex of Tashara Parker, and I wanted to show you just a quick video of that I saw of her. Okay. So check this out. <laughs> okay. Your traffic girl could never. Look at her. Baby, that is black girl magic on your screen. Come on, sis. Come on. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Come through. Like, this is melanin magic for real. Get it, girl. Yes, honey. Like, she is gorgeous. Come on. Come on, legs. Okay. Yo. Oh my gosh. She is gorgeous. I am just like, she is giving you Wakanda, brown sugar, cocoa butter, everything. Everything at 6.50 in the morning. <laughs> and it's hard at 6.50 in the morning, okay? <laughs> right. And so I see this video of Tashara saying that she received as much backlash mm-hmm. as she did praise for this style. And so she talked a little bit about how um, a lot of people were offended by her hairstyle. Um, and fuck? she even mentioned that, you know, in her conversation about it, she mentioned that the fact that there has to be a bill called the Crown Act that is moving through the legislative branch of our government to criminalize discrimination of people because of their hair, right? Um, And then there was a video of a little girl who was begging her mother to do her hair like the weather lady, right? (laughs) And so there were all of these back and forth. And then when she got her hair done, she was like, mommy, send, like, take a picture and send it to her. Like, look at me. I'm so pretty, right? So I'm just like sitting there and like so touched. uh, And I just wanted to say, um, Tashara ended her video with saying like hashtag like representation matters. Oh my God. Um, And so I just wanted to take a moment to just sit in appreciation of black women who are still fighting the fight to be their authentic selves in spaces that would prefer otherwise. I I mean, I still don't. I, I still don't get uh, white people. I don't want to fuck motherfuckers complaining. Um, <laughs> what? It's like, is it down to our fingernails? You can find fault in our fingernails that would offend you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with y'all people? That's mm-hmm. just so sad. I'm so I'm so ready for y'all time to be done. <laughs> really, I need I need the era of whiteness to be done. It's boring, it's tired, it's trifling, it's petty, it's dangerous to everyone in themselves. Okay. And then all you're going to do is turn around and monetize it later and put it in a a high fashion show and say how chic and wonderful and creative you are. Oh, yes. For wearing this same hairstyle. Oh, you're giving us the, give the credit to someone like uh, Kim Kardashian for sporting a 400-year-old style. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all so, right. So if you are trying to live in your authentic self and you are ready to uh, connect with other people who are doing the same, then you will love our next guest. Ooh, ooh.
Let's do it. Yes. So Yanni has been a featured speaker, preacher, and teaching artist throughout the U.S., Europe, and Asia. She uses her words wisely as a hip-hop artist, an inspiring speaker, an effective educator, and profound poet, a modern-day prophet and griot. She has shared the stage with the tops of the tops in many, many areas. Yanni is the founder of the Peace People's Movement and is lovingly referred to as the Peace President. She has launched uh, a nonprofit, My Supernatural Life, Mm. and she is talking about her life living with chronic conditions of the body and mind. As a kidney transplant survivor, Mm. Yanni leads people to peace and wholeness via the power of the spoken word. Welcome, Yanni. Yes. Hey, Hey, Good to be here. Oh, you got a fan already, uh, Spunk Scribbleworth. Yes, Scribbles. What's up, Hey, baby. Oh, dope. I love my family, yo. Folks all over the world, you know, just, just... All about peace, all about love, all about equity and, and, and moving us from one place to another. Um, and so it feels good to mm-hmm, be the, be the mm-hmm. peace president and, and a, a preacher and a, a prophet and a poet, you know, just sharing my love with folks wherever I go. Um, yes. last, last year, this time Wait. I was actually in. Oh, I'm listening. Y'all tell me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, yeah, we look forward to, to later to actually hearing um, your uh, music. You ah, know, here we go. Sharing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen, when I met you, um, I met you as a poet and a rap artist in Atlanta. And at that time, I think you had just graduated or were about to graduate from Spelman. Uh, and you were really trying to figure out like your life's purpose and what you wanted to do now that you were coming up to graduation. Uh, and now you are a reverend in California and working to re- to redefine the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. So how did Speak that story unfold? Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I guess it all kind of started um, back in Queens, New York. Uh, my father's uh, pastor. My father's been a pastor 45 years now. Um, And so my grandfather on my maternal side was a bishop in Bermuda. Um, And Mm. so I joke sometimes that, you know, the spiritual lineage and this leadership thing skipped my brothers and like landed on me. Hold up, hold hold up, hold up. My brothers 10 and 12 years older than me aren't, no. So um, at five years old, writing poetry, um, I remember at eight years old, mom and I headed to Philadelphia to visit one of her friends. And I'm right. I'm going to Philly. I just might eat some chili, you know, and we actually have that <laughs> that written like that piece of paper from when I was eight years old. Oh, so wow. it's, yeah, started in the church. Um, I started rapping at 14 in the like holy, the underground, holy hip hop scene. Um, this was, you know, close to 20 years ago. And my parents are like, what, what are you trying to do? But at 15, I was, 
I was overseas. I was overseas as a teaching artist, as a missionary of sorts, right? Sharing my Mm -hmm. story. So it talks about your gifts will make room for you. Anyway, Mm. when I got to Atlanta um, to attend Spelman, First African Church was really vital um, in in defining what it means to be queer, what it means to be black, what Mm. it means to be, you know, a a follower of Christ um, uh, and, and reconciling all of that. And so from there, I'm at Spelman, you know, I... I'm women, you know, (laughs) right from, from being, you know, a little, little nappy headed, little, little tomboy, my whole life fighting boys and playing basketball. I get to Spelman and I'm like, Oh, oh, oh." I have a ride. This is why I'm alive. (laughs) So even there, you know, was, was nurtured right in, into being a whole authentic being, um, start, helped start a church called rise community church, our Afrocentric Christian ministry. Um, and then, uh, while I was in India working with some homeless youth, uh, back in 2014, I was like, okay, spirit, what's next, what's next, what's next tapped into that energy. Um, and spirit was like, it's time for seminary time to get your masters of divinity. So mm. headed to California, 3,000 miles away from everybody um, that I knew and loved and uh, was a hermit of sorts, you know, just diving deep in the word and scripture and religion and theology and in the beginning, in the end, in the, you know, all of it. Um, and there uh, I stumbled upon a uh, womanist theology, womanist theology. Mm. Um, mm. And, and when I, I witnessed womanist theology, I was able to... Uh, 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 reconcile a, a, a Eurocentric Christianity, right? That 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 we get mm-hmm. fed our entire lives. And I started centering myself and centering Black women in the text, and and preaching from the underside, right? Um, and and uh, uh, moving from literal interpretations of the word. And when I started doing that, I start reading about Sophia wisdom. I, I start reading about and tracing back the, the commission and the Egyptology and where all of this stuff really started. Um, and from there, just, just started going deep, going deep, womanist theology, queer theology, um, liberation theology, black liberation theology. Um, and it just helped me, helped me it helped me. Now I'm able to take these high terms and this, the, these high concepts. Um, and as a public the old theologian, just give it to my people, how, how they need it. And I love how you're speaking, how they need it. Um, cause you've, um, definitely highlighted, um, in your work, how the, the church's, um, role in people's lives is killing their spirit. The churches, because the institution, you're not talking about faith. Is killing their spirit. So can you kind of like to speak to um, us as far as how you're working with that, with our, with, with our people? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I think a big part of it is reconciling uh, this bridge between uh, African spirituality and Christianity, um, specifically for black people. Um, I've worked in all white congregations, predominantly white congregations as well, but for uh, our folks, um, it, it, it stems from um, this thought of liberation, this thought of freedom, right? And, and making sure uh, when we think of God, we don't solely uh, stick in the Hebrew, Hebrew 
Hebrew Bible, where where God was was a dictator, where God was all powerful, where God was all consuming, mm. right? But we bring it to 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 Jesus, to the New Testament, where we understand that Jesus was a revolutionary, where we understand that Jesus had had skin that was burnt burnt bronze. Right. Burnt bronze. Right. I'm not even a burnt bronze. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we recognize that Jesus. They need one some... of the three of us. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Right. So first we got to understand, right, who we say we're following or for a certain type of Christian who we say our Lord and Savior is. Right. Mm. Let's think about that first. Um, and so in thinking about that, able to guide folks in, in recognizing um, their truth, right? And recognizing what it means to come together as a whole and total being um, and bridging that that divide. So having started Afro- Afrocentric Christian ministries, um, we, we, we talk about the Orisha. We talk about, you know, uh, uh, divine feminine. We talk about, you know, uh, 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 Obatala. We talk about Ifa. We talk about, you know, libation. And we talk, and so bridging those divides for people to understand that it's all ritual, it's all sacred, right? And it all is to the the one true God, the supreme being. Um, yes, and so yeah, yeah. even yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the the um this this idea of the sacred and what we honor as sacred, and then honoring its sacredness, use it in our lives spiritually, faith wise, or whatever to get by, right? This, I love where you're going in the sense of that we as black peoples, as African peoples, as queer people can, can be empowered to find what is our sacred. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like I find sacredness in the work that I do. So I approach it a certain way and it then gives me what I need, or my work in the world rather is a better way of putting it, right? That's, that, that, that for me is sacred and I'll fight for it. I'll fight for it, right? So what in your life, you know? So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of bouncing off what you're uh, saying, but is this, is this, can someone also construe, because I, I have issue with religion in general. So I have to always position myself that, okay, if someone's going to talk about faith and, or rather the institution of religion, I have to be open to how I can take the information in. And for those who are like me that, you know, um, can be a little put off by religion, I love what, I just want to have you keep talking about this idea of how you can create a faith for yourself, like rather the application of faith. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been abused by the church, you know, like, mm-hmm. like time and time again in these different situations where if I were a white man of a certain age, certain things wouldn't have happened to me. Um, and mm-hmm. so when I, when I talk about people finding their faith, um, or, or, or what works for them spiritually even, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I do think that this, this, this religious language can get in the way of people finding, you know, spirit for finding themselves even. Um, mm. and so, um, the other day, Lord, Let's see who's going to listen to this from my church and have something to say. But the other day, uh, someone, someone said to me, you know, I'm just really, you know, I grew up Christian, but I'm really having trouble with the whole Jesus thing and the, the Lord thing and the, but, and I was like, yo, forget Jesus for a little while. Tap into what's coming up for you. (laughs) You know, that's going to be on a clip. (laughs) 
no, no, speak on it, speak on it. So yeah. what you mean? When you say something as bold as forget the Jesus. For sure. Um, because uh the indoctrination, right? The conditioning, the trainings, the the right, the beating us over the head with the Bible or Christianity or white Jesus with blue, right? It mm -hmm. it 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 needs to be deconstructed. And so if you are to truly deconstruct your faith, right, your path, uh, your spiritual journey, right, mm. it, it, sometimes it means you, you, you let everything go that you knew prior to. Um, sent to mm. earth because heaven couldn't hold me. Rest in peace two times. It's death to the old me. Phoenixes, we're rising Ooh. from the ashes. I'm done with all their classes. The knowledge here is the only thing that matters. So, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote that before I went to seminary. Because mm. I had all of the knowledge, I had all of the information. I didn't need right an institution to lead me to where I was going, but that was the path right for my life, for my journey. And so, when people are tapping into spirit, right, it's not just about some the anthropomorphization, the the personification <laughs> of God, right? It's about tapping yeah. into what's going on in here, right, right, the the God self, God consciousness. Um, how does that work through your work, though? Like, I'm asking like I don't know, but because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I saw I saw some of your stuff online. It's not yeah. um, particularly faith. I mean, I think in general everything is faith based, but you know. Um, so, how do you approach music making? Like, putting what you're putting out in the world, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, if I could take y'all back. Back to uh, <laughs> when I was in uh, in in the ninth grade, I I went to a, I started at an all girls Catholic school. I started high school at an all girls Catholic school, mm. and we got an assignment to do something creative around the Ten Commandments. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I was listening to to some song that was like popular on the radio. And I wrote this whole thing about the Ten Commandments, right? So then uh, my dad was like, oh, I'm preaching a sermon on Esther. I need you to write something about Esther. And so I was like, I wrote this whole thing. Uh, Esther, she's off the heezy for sheezy. Everything she do, Lord, <laughs> goes to praise thee. Radical the way that you came and saved me, right? So I have, you know, I had the church in Bonneville. Hey, I'll tell you, all around New York. I'm in, I'm in Holland, and the the little kids. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah. So you know, Kanye think he's no Esther. It's your birthday, sorry. You know, so Kanye thinks he's doing something with his Sunday service. I'm like, sir, I've been doing this the past like 18 years of my life. Um, and so that's how it started, right? I was like, I don't know that my friends are going to want to read a book of poetry, right? I don't know that my friends, well, they weren't. My friends weren't going to come to church to hear me, you know, give some talk or preach or whatever. I was like, but all my people love music, you know? Mm -hmm. And this was back in, in the AOL days and the, you know, MySpace and Bob, well, before MySpace. Um, and so there was an opportunity there to combine the the music with the message um and 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 give it give it to 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 my folks you know and then at that point i had caravans and vans of people heading to the events that i was doing uh, around the city so yeah i want to switch up a little bit because i know that you were in atlanta and you were shooting a commercial for yes was it ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of filming, 
you started feeling unwell. And you finished the commercial, and I, I've seen the commercial. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, but talk to me about what happened after that. Yeah, so um, I, I, it wasn't even that I just wasn't feeling well. Um, I I was, uh, you know, all dressed in my, my Nike gear, looking fresh, you know, my new little kicks they gave me, um, running up Peachtree Street. And um, we're filming, and uh, I collapsed. I, I literally fell out on, on set. Um, and so it, it was a movie. It was a film, just not the one that, that, that we were trying to shoot. Um, so I'm literally, I'm shaking. I'm, I'm vomiting. I can't get warm. Like it was, it was mm. terrible. Mm. But luckily my brother, Josh, that, you know, red, um, was still mm. living in Atlanta, came, scooped me up. We end up at the hospital. Um, they give me fluids. So I'm feeling better. And uh, the doctors come in a few hours later. I'm like, am I good to go? Like, I feel better. You know, I was dehydrated. And they were like, yeah, you won't be going anywhere for quite some time. Uh, both of your kidneys are functioning at less than 10%. Um, <gasps> yeah, you, you have chronic kidney disease. Not acute. Acute kidney disease means, okay, they might go out for a month and kick right it's back. Kind of <laughs> Yeah, right. It's, that's cute. That would have been cute. Um, <laughs> come on back, baby. But rather, uh, instead, uh, I lived for um, uh, close to two years with chronic kidney disease, um, wow. going to dialysis, um, and and then transitioning to in-home dialysis, which was twelve hours every night. Um, as I was matriculating through uh, my my Masters of Divinity program, so. You know, the question was, really, God, I'm, I'm trying to do this work for you. <laughs> and here, here I am mm -hmm. laid up with, with, with sludge in my spleen and, and, and neuropathy in my body and, and feet this wide with edema, 75 wow. pounds, soaking wet. Mm. Sis, but sis, I got I to, gotta, and I think this is an opportunity for people when you're going, when life literally throws something at you from left field, you wasn't counting on it, you didn't think about it, nothing. Here it comes and it can incapacitate you. You can go either one or two directions, you know, because there's something about when your body is doing its own thing without your permission and there's this level, this high level of uncertainty with literally your mortality. You know, can you just talk about that process? Because you said you also were going to divinity school. I think it'd be good for people to hear how you work through the shit life throws at you. And because you, you mentioned like, God, why me? I'm supposed to be doing your work. And you get out of that why me phase. How did you move into the, the phase that, that, that promoted healing? Yeah, so let me let me say this. At a certain point, my, my consciousness shifted where the question wasn't why me? The question was why not me, right? Because mm. uh, deep within, right, I had this will to live, this desire to live. Um, um, and also this deep, deep desire to fall back in love with myself, fall back in love with life and fall back in love with the people, right? Like I have been mm. doing this work since mm -hmm. I was 14 and here I am incapacitated, right? Literally can't hop on a plane and, and fly to wherever and right, do what I've been called to do. Um, so there were some, some very, very, uh, 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 deep.
deep nights where I, I struggled and I wrestled with, you know, with 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 the realities of life and death of of whether, you know, it, it, I even wanted to be on the planet with a body that was 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 being impacted right right from the inside um and so what ended up happening is i i was uh meeting with a spiritual advisor um and and she was was helping me process and and make it through and 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 work uh my mind around what was coming up and and she said you know when this pain comes up in your body it's time to shift your language just say, oh, this sensation is happening. Mm-hmm. And to go ahead and touch it and say, I yes. love you. I yes. love you. I'm sorry I've, I've ignored you. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. My, my, my throat, not throat chakra, not being able to, to speak really. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Put your hands on your throat. Start wearing some blue. Right? Start putting the blue crystals on your body. Right? Start paying more attention to your body. One healer I went to said, you need to apologize to your kidneys. Just go ahead and apologize and forgive yourself, Yanni, for whatever it is you thought you did to bring this upon yourself. Go on and touch your kidneys and just just apologize. Tell them I'm paying attention now. Um, and so I also had to shift my language, y'all. I, uh, uh, I had to yeah. go from... Um, I, I will be well to I am well. Um, had to move mm-hmm. it from I will be whole to I am whole. Um, I will be healed to I am healed. Um, and even one of the songs on the next album, um, the, the album's going to close out with the song called You Are Healed. Um, because you got to, I had to shift my consciousness. And the last thing, um, I was supposed to receive my kidney on 6 8 2018. I ended up having low sodium in my body. And when the sodium would go low, I would end up in the ICU because I, I would, everything would just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. My nerves, my, my, my cognitive ability. my, um, And so uh, it was maybe 6-6, 2018. I go to the doctor. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, all there get sent to uh, the, the hospital. They're like, she's coming over. I end up in the hospital um, and in their attempt to, you know, help me or whatever, um, ended up overdrugging me. And so for about three, four days, I was, I was unconscious. I was not here. None of it. Um, and ended up missing my surgery date. And so I sat with that and I wrestled with it. And I was like, really, why did that happen? But I do understand and know what happened. As I talked about wanting to fall back in love with people, wanting to fall back in love with life, wanting to fall back in love with myself, that change had not come yet. But a few days after I came back to from being unconscious and unaware, suddenly, ooh, I'm seeing the trees different. Oh, suddenly mm. in my 70 pound body with tubes coming out of my chest and coming out of my belly and in my... Right, right. Ten, ten foot long tubes, holes in my body. Mm-hmm. People couldn't stand them. Everybody left me. How could y'all forsake me? Even my family. Why y'all showing up like this? 
Mm. I started falling back in love with life and falling back in love with people and got to the point where I said, okay, God, if I have to live with this condition for the rest of my life, the miracle has happened because a change has happened in me. Woo! So October 23rd, October 23rd, 2018, my donor flew in from Maryland and, uh, I, I got my, my, my third kidney. So, you know, if anyone's a, you know, believes in the Trinity out there, <laughs> believes in, in resurrection. Yes, <laughs> Hello. I, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing um, um, your work uh, in, in, in just a sec, but I really was moved just by, if, 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 if young people, any people, take from yep. this understanding that time is not in the vacuum time isn't just mm -hmm. it's just not just hovering around time has specificity time has uh personality time has yes. reason yeah and sometimes we have these moments in time where yes we have to stay still but there's a reason why we're in this moment in time and i'm yes. feeling the way i am or i'm in whatever situation i am and when you said that okay Ashe, you, you got the kidney eventually, but the real value was how you were able to re-engage with your life. Yes. And and that may or may not have happened if this, not to say we want bad things to happen to us to learn these core no, life lessons. No, no, not at <laughs> but, all. <laughs> but even in smaller, even in smaller bits when life throws you a curve, like, oh shit, I'm not gonna have rent this month. That's yeah. when you stay still. That's when you stay still and the answer is in the fucking air. You just got to be quiet That's for a it. minute. And what is this time for? Why am I in this situation? Okay, okay, okay. Boom. So That's I, I, I guess, I, yes, yes. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I had that, that quiet time, 12 hours a night on dialysis, mm -hmm. right? Like, like suffering, like in pain, they would have to pour all of this liquid into my like abdomen. Mm. <laughs> And I'm sitting here, back is hurting. I'm, I'm bloated beyond capacity, literally looking up like God. And you probably, I, you probably don't, you don't recognize yourself when your body does its own thing. You're like, what am I? like? You, the spirit inside, is like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I here? I have no control over anything, you know. And as a young person, you're probably flipping out even more. It's like this is not something I identify with as a young person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, healthy, healthy, right? Yeah. I eat, I eat better than, than 98% of the people I know. But yeah. what happens is some of us uh, that have been called to be healers and, 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 and mm. spiritualists and oh. leaders and, you know, any number of things, uh, we, we are people pleasers. We don't necessarily um, uh, know how to navigate uh, our, our gifts um, and, and our work in the world. And I believe sometimes we, we take on a little bit too much. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I had taken on way too much um, and had to rediscover, right, right, how to live, live a full and whole life-giving uh, reality. Um, yeah, versus trying yeah. to save the world. I, I had to save myself for a little while. Ooh, and now, yes. now I'm able to show up well. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Yanni. So we're really excited because we're going to move on to the, the 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 second half of the show um, or the next part of the show. I guess most show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, y'all. So we're going to bring in Yanni, um, and she's just going to do her thing. She's going to give you some of that beautiful. Uh, uh, energy. Yes, y'all. Got to rep that peaceful president one time. Get out yes. to vote, y'all. <laughs> Come on, let's make it happen. Don't write me in the ballot. Don't vote for Kanye, but go vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So a few weeks ago, um, as I was impacted around uh, uh, what what came with uh, the Breonna Taylor um, verdict, where the walls got more justice than. Um, our beautiful black sister. Um, I just had to write this. I had to write this because it was stirring and I needed to get the anger out, the frustration out. Um, What's in a name, part one, uh, Brie. And just so you all know, um, Brianna Taylor's mother's name is Tamika. So you'll, you'll hear her name. What's in a name, part one, Brie. I wonder if the family called her Brie Brie growing up. Not to diminish the meaning of her name, but to let her know she was kin. Black communities thrive when we can hold our truths within. We love unconditionally. We express ourselves artistically. If we speak in black aesthetic, respect our skin visually. <laughs> I wonder what Brianna did for fun. Where did Brianna and her cousins go on Friday nights? Where did Brianna and her little sister hang out? What music did she listen to as she put her uniform on each morning? Not knowing that her beautiful black don't mix well with them blues. Knowing that blues don't like our hues. Not knowing that blues don't find them clues. Knowing that blues just bring black bruise. She was the grace and love and everything in this living land. Young ancestor, in your name we take a stand. We will not let you down. When your flesh hit that ground, your spirit arose in all of us. Mm. You're still a rose. Bringing beauty, brilliance, and remembrance each time your face graces us. Your name embraces us. Strong, noble, and virtuous. High and exalted. Wow, your mama knew us up. <laughs> I wonder what Brianna's spirit is up to now. Is she floating amongst cumulus clouds or heavenly hovering over her headquarters where siblings, brothers, and daughters rally in her name yes also meaning pretty and strong i guess the family did call you brie i just saw the letters living forever on a t-shirt tamika has on yeah so yes that's that's what's wow. in the name part one yeah. um even as I think about Ayana Jones, right, right, my mm -hmm. namesake, right, um, as I think about Sandra Bland, as I think about, <laughs> right, as I think so about so many them. names, you can't even grab them when you want to. Can't, you can't. There are one but, or two names you would know them off the bat, but there's so many names, it's hard when you want to, you know so what I mean? Many. Yeah. It, it hurts, you know, um, yes. and so I just try to do my good work to honor them. 
in in all the ways that I can, right? From that that womanist vantage point, um, that womanist theological uh, perspective of radical subjectivity, centering myself and the redemptive self dance, right? Just Ooh. just being able to be free uh, in in my spirit. Um, or even as as I like it, the redemptive freestyle, right? Where where instantaneously mm. words and downloads and spirit moves through me, moves through my brothers, moves through the ciphers, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. um, that that uprising of the divine feminine, right? To to lead people and and to heal them and guide them. So. Uh, well, please lead them some more. Let's do do and do we gonna, another we, joint. We're going to lead them some more. All right, y'all. So I uh, just recently released a music video. Scribbles, thanks for being on the line. Thanks for producing the video and doing your good creative work. Um, I love how the creatives and the healers and the folks are linking up all around the world. So this song is called Freedom Land. F-R-E-E-D apostrophe E-M land. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Spirit spoke to me and said something else is coming. Something else is coming. And immediately I wrote this song and something else was coming. Something else came, y'all. So Freedom Land. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's shiny, y'all. Just trying to lead my people to freedom, trying to show my folks the light, cause we gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, yo. Sending people signal warnings. Groundhog's Day is every morning. Quarantine and lockdown keeping me from my performance. On the block, it starts to storm and impact so enormous. All the future generations, what it is. Global warming, is it people? Is it profit? Is it benefiting us? Green from the earth or in the green that we trust. I'm a lust after the future because my presence is a present. Afrofuturistic gifting and they wondering who sent it. I'm walking the free. Freedom land, my tribe gonna hold my hand and if I don't make it through the night, I keep walking, walking, walking till I see the light. I'm walking the freedom land, my fam gonna hold my hand and if I don't make it through the night, I keep walking, walking, walking till I see the light. She's the most high living, just the most high God. Running through the wilderness, the most high yon. 40 days and 40 nights, 40 lines, 40 rights. Quick, whoop, whoop, come and start to running for your life. Faithful to the end to go isn't common. California, Tokyo, I'm in your hood eating ramen. Cause we took the mission global. Now we take the mission global. Take the power back something like constantinople what this place children of africa i see the spirit 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 coming after you stop come play go yeah. see we had enough justice justice in diaspora um walk in a freedom land my mm -hmm. tribe gonna hold my hand sing yeah. hey if i don't make it through the night i keep walking 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 till i see the light um walk in a freedom land my fam gonna hold my hand and if I don't make it through the night, I keep walking, walking, walking till I see the light. I keep walking, walking, walking till I see the light. Because we are the displaced children of Africa.
and they're asking us to moan less. I own this black body with the awareness that my hair communicates with the sun. Each nap wrapped ever so intricately lets me know that I am the one, the one to use my voice and then rejoice. Makes me want to holla, makes me want to shout. I am the Holy Spirit in flesh sent to cast demons out. I am the savior mm. of my people, the embodiment That's of nice. all. These crucifix lips rise again every time I show my people how to ascend. This frame ain't looking for fame, just a beautiful heart that I can mend. Mm. Big brother, I see you. Big sister, I see you. Big sibling, I see you. You are the one that I stayed for and I prayed yes. for. So Woo! next lifetime, this divine feminine lesson will help you to ascend. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 As you as as um, you said, walk the freedom land. Uh, like kind of time, not, I, I know the word delivers all, but somehow take each other's hand. I, I love, I love, I love the visual of the collective action of moving forward, and and I, I love the universe and the serendipity of just bringing things into view that I'm already focusing on. You know what song that I have been having on repeat, and I'm actually trying to do my own little remix to it because I just need to be in it. Is is the um to keep on walking, keep on talking, keep marching, marching to the freedom right. That's it. That's Nobody it. Nobody turn me turn around. Me around. Turn. <laughs> Yo, that joint is funky as hell. And but but the, what I, what I love about it, what I love about it is, I can imagine young people at that time singing that in unison what they up against yeah and, the, yeah. and how the power of music and yes. word and the chorus of voices yep it's so much power yeah it's so much power in that so much power in that the repetition the rhythm right mm -hmm. uh, even as we think about you know religions and and practices where they chant right yes. where you're actually yeah. embodying right the spirit Woo. right yes. if we think about uh, uh our, our folks back in africa right the ring shouts and dancing and, mm -hmm. and the tribal ways we connect with spirit you bring it here to the states it turns into pentecostalism right it, it turns <laughs> into whatever you know and so we mm -hmm. follow and trace that lineage or it turns into protest when yeah, when the young people are out there singing whatever track whatever song is hit, but they they're yep. no no we they, go they, they, be they, all right, that's <laughs> it. Oh, be all right. And, and yeah but that that's yeah. that's the turn me it's the chorus of voices everyone singing the same thing yep. meaning the same thing in context of their own lives and our collective journey together that is what we are here for in this moment of time so y'all keep on yep. doing it. And I like will. I said, that, that's what I was, I was where I was at in the last song that you were singing. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yep. And even with my non-profit, right, we're providing holistic and communal care for folks um, because there are some things that I didn't have in terms of community, in terms of Eastern medicine, in terms of knowing what was available for me in terms of therapy. Um, and so that's why it's my super natural life, right? So that we, we can all commune in terms of spirit, in terms of our collective experience as what I call humane beings. Um, and so, yes. It's about all of us, all of us, all it of is. us. It is. It is. We want to thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and just absolutely just blessing our time here that we have with each other. Yes. Thank you for week. having me. Thank you for oh, having me. Oh, for sure. Me. For sure. For sure. So we're going to go have a little announcement, y'all.
Yes. So if you want to support your gay aunties, check us out on patreon.com slash your gay aunties. We have so many incredible tiers over there that you probably haven't seen anywhere else. And all the tiers lead to you being a part of the show. So patreon.com slash your gay aunties. And of course, early voting is still going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't wait until the last minute, y'all. You know, get it in, get the vote in now. <laughs> All early votes and ballots will be counted on or by the election day, so they really count. So, like the day of, you know, that motherfucker ain't got shit to bitch about. It's like, nah, bitch, it's blue. All right, bye. Blue, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> but but find out all you need to know about how to vote in your state, in your area at votesaveamerica.com or planyourvote.org or votevotevote.com. So uh, do your civic duty and make it happen. Um, and also remember, auntie and friends, read the Constitution this Thursday. We are on Article 6 and 7. Um, and so this Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern at your gay aunties on our IG Live. And remember, this week coming, we have Miss Diamond Styles from Marsha's Plate Podcast. That's going to be great. Yes. And then next week, we welcome trans awareness speaker, author, and motivator Elijah Nicholas to share his journey and his new children's book with us about how to talk to children about your family members who are transitioning. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a show to grab the, bring the family. Grab it, right, right, around, right. Bring it around the YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. talk about it. Thank you so much for being here today, Yanni. I just, I love you. Love you, love you so much. Love you all. Yes. Love y'all so much. Thank you. For sure. Appreciate it. Yes. And with that, I am Red Summer. And I am Hanifa Walida. And I'm Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> and we are Gay Aunties. All right, y'all. Have a good one. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Podcast comes out on Wednesday. Mwah.